0: to another good good morning time to go. Oh, we are all looking for adventure. We are all looking for adventure. We are Welcome back to the three by five life
1: podcast.
0: On this podcast, we talk about mindset, mindfulness, productivity, 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 <laughs> productivity everything, self-development. And we just returned from a little couple's retreat. We went down to the Bahamas.
1: During hurricane season.
0: And <laughs> it, it rained most of the time. No, it was overcast and cloudy.
1: With 25 mile per hour winds, but no big deal. We still fun. Didn't rain on our parade. No,
0: didn't. it didn't, it could have been much worse.
1: And we had a beautiful day in there too, so. Yes,
0: we got one beautiful day, mixed with a rainstorm midday. <laughs> But anyway, so the format of this trip is, so we, we I think we talked about this two podcasts ago, but last year we went to Austin for kind of like a bigger couples retreat. There was probably 50 people at this event. Jesse spoke. Um, we did goal planning. Uh, we did just kind of like couples masterminding, if you will. <clears throat> and this year we decided, hey, let's continue the tradition of doing something like that, but let's do our own thing. Mm-hmm. So four couples. Uh, went down to the Bahamas, and the we arrived on Thursday, went to dinner, kind of connected. Jesse and I knew two of the three couples, so we got to meet the fourth couple. And then Friday, we started our facilitation session. So we had it, so Friday morning, we did some, you know, for about,
1: reflection. Yeah,
0: three, four hours of year reflection, what went well this year, mm-hmm. what needs work within your marriage, within your family, people sharing out. Um and then, then the afternoon, we just went and explored the island and then had dinner as a group. And then Saturday morning, uh, did love languages and did some vision boarding, followed by, you know, hanging out at the pool and then dinner. So it was like a mix of a couple hours of this kind of masterminding time with fun. Mm-hmm. So we really wanted to have an emphasis on the fun, on the connecting, just being on vacation, mm-hmm. but having purposeful time as well, which yeah. kind of made it kind of like a cool yin and yang there.
1: And it's been great to end the year like this with this type of reflection time, where it's just the two of you. I mean, it's really hard to find uh, extended chunks of time where you can really unpack the things that have gone really well, um, look at areas of growth and need, and be able to just like riff about it with your partner, and then also the fun and the connection and all that stuff. So it's been really cool to end our year like this, and this this year didn't disappoint either.
0: Yeah. So what we're going to go through three kind of takeaways uh, from the event. So the vision boarding exercise was fantastic. We used, uh, Google has a thing called- Are you called, saying
1: that because we facilitated that activity? <laughs>
0: obviously. obviously. Uh, we
1: facilitated the morning of day two, which was yes. kind of cool. That was the first time I'm used to facilitating these types of conversations separately from Bri, um, and, and he also facilitates conversations separately. So it was nice to sit down and, and be able to lead together. It was actually really fun. I
0: think you did a little more leading than I did, but-
1: I mean, obviously, no, <laughs>
0: So we, we use this platform called uh, Google Jamboard, which is really interesting. Um, and it basically... It's think- like a giant whiteboard. It's a giant whiteboard where you can go on there and you can just search Google images right from the oh. whiteboard and just drag, drop, move around. Um, so we really wanted to do a three-year vision. Three-year visions out as a family, as a couple, what do you want to accomplish, the type of family you want to be, some um, some almost... Uh, becoming words, you know, mm-hmm. that that were incorporated in there, not just like, I want a, this nice car or this lake house. It was kind of like, where do we want to be as a family from a value standpoint? Uh, and I think what's neat to think about three years out is where were you three years ago? And I think about the growth that we've had in the last three years and I can't even, if I dreamed three years ago where we would be today, I, could, I don't think I could have dream big enough. Mm-hmm. So that really put things in perspective of, okay, let's future cast three years out. Where could we be? I mean, the the, the sky's the limit for what you can accomplish in this life.
1: Yeah. And I, I think naturally, three years feels long. And so we definitely started smaller, right? We started with more of what we're going to be trying to bring to fruition in 2024. Um, we've had a habit of, picking a word for the year and really kind of using that word to guide us yours this year was light and that Mm -hmm. not in like the sense of like bright light but more of like letting go of some things and and lessening the
0: load and lighten like diet areas everything right
1: so we came up with the word this year um or i i came up with the word and i don't know where it came from but i i I wanted the word rooted, um, setting up roots. So it's no secret if you've been following with us that we have been on the go for the last three and a half years, ever since COVID with, you know, the short-term rental properties and we're traveling all the time and I've been homeschooling, which makes it so that we're transient and we can, we're kind of like nomadic, right? We can move wherever we are. We take our kids with us. Um, But what that has done is kind of, taken us away from a community whether it's like our neighborhood community being in the borough of westchester whether it's be like our church community whether it be our friendships um it's kind of been like us against the world and i'm feeling really much like this is my like homesteading be home uh, have, uh, get involved in the kids school more. They're actually loving where they are. It's a beautiful little community. Um, wanting to be home on the weekends so that we can have friends over and family over at our house. And we're really sinking into our home and making it feel like homey. And I just yeah. think for us, um, being, being present in where we are, like keeping our head and our hearts and our feet in the same place at the same time. Um, and that being at home ha- was, was kind of the highlight of what we came up yeah. with.
0: And, and to explain that from a vision board standpoint, I mean, Jesse found this awesome image where it was like a house with like roots coming out of the bottom. So we Mm -hmm. put that image right in the center of the vision board to really show that as like the central point of, you know, what we want to project into the future. And what got this going a little bit in my mind is one of the couples there is basically completely redoing their downtown like they're so involved in the community that they're you know buying up buildings downtown and putting in ice cream stores putting in the
1: toy stores yeah
0: they opened a toy store restaurants
1: wedding venue like the whole thing (laughs) yeah
0: so i mean i mean that's an extreme example of like owning your community but i think jesse and i need to dip our toe more into that locally here Uh, and and that was just an example for us of how big you could go and and how impactful you can make on your community.
1: And I think listening to, it's funny when you start to vision and vision board, how naturally things start to play out. And I know this sounds woo woo and we've talked about vision boarding before and the power of it, but even like the week before or the the Sunday before we left for this trip in, in church, the, um, they were interviewing community partners. So this is like a lot, one of the reasons why we love our church is because it's, Big on mission work and it's local mission work. So um, it was talking about like leading through what was called discipleship. And that word discipleship really got me kind of scratching my head and thinking about like, what does it mean to be a disciple? And I think it's using your gifts to serve the people around you and your community and how can you do that? Um, So those messages, that messaging was there right before we left. And, you know, then we looked at the rooted and we're like, what kind of things can we bring? you know, can we bring into our community? And how can we use our gifts to do this? So there was like this organization called Young Life that deals with like teenagers. And I was like, that seems like something that speaks to me. We're talking about doing like 5Ks for charity or some charity work within our community. We're talking about volunteering our time and our gifts for the places that are like really in our, our small circle of, community so um now that we're open to that we keep seeing things that come through that we're like oh this is something we can do and this is something we can hold on to and let's pull this string and so even just doing this exercise last week i feel like we've already started to generate some dialogue about how we can embody this word and what this means for us in the next year
0: yeah so that was a pr- obviously a pretty big conversation a big chunk of time we spent on that um Another thing we did was we revisited the love languages. So the book, the five love languages, uh, and Jesse and I did this. Uh, I think when we were getting married, mm-hmm. uh, and it was interesting. Now, when you take the test, uh, it really gives you a percentage. Before, it just used to be like you know, and if, let's see if we can name them. It's quality time, gifts, access uh, service, access service.
1: Words of affirmation. Words of
0: affirmation. And,
1: uh, physical touch.
0: Physical touch. Nailed it. So it would just give you one, you know, your top one is, you know, access service. But now it give you percentages. So you know, like, okay, access service is, you know, 29%, but, you know, quality time is 25%. So it's pretty darn close. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how the, the test shakes out now. So Jesse really posed the question of to the group of, how you received love receive love as a child is that the same or different than how you receive love or want love now yeah and it got some great conversations going and really scratching your head of like reflecting on our childhood and how how you craved love then and how that has morphed as a, as an adult
1: right and it looked it, so we were with a group of 8 and it was pretty mixed it was either you received love in a way that was like so profound and special for you that you wanted to emulate and, and bring that into your own family and love and relationship, or it was the opposite. Like you were missing something that you craved so thoroughly. And then that now becomes what you are, that that thing that you were missing is now your love language and how you are showing love all of the time or how you want to receive love all of yeah. the time. So it's it's worth like, as you're listening to this, like thinking about, you know, your childhood self, right? And like, what was it like, how did your parents show you love? And did you feel like there was maybe something that you were missing or something that you were craving? And then see how that translates to being an adult because Those types of conversations are really important. And knowing what your partner, how your partner wants to receive love, you usually show love the way that you want to receive it. But that might be completely out of alignment with the way that your partner wants to receive love. So these conversations are really important.
0: Yeah, exactly. And and an example there is one of the couples when the woman was like, you know, my parents are kind of absentee. So, you know, I, now I crave quality time because I didn't have it as a child. So that's what she was expressing. So that's kind of an example mm-hmm. of, you know, now she's just like very, very protective of our family's quality time.
1: I also also thought it was interesting. So mine has always been quality time since we got married. Mm-hmm. Um, but Brian, when he took the quiz this time, and I've taken this quiz quiz several times in the interim because of I use this in my grad classes as a tool, but Brian has not. But this time when he took it, his quality time was actually his top love language, which never was the, the, the one before. Yeah, it was before. always
0: acts of service. Yeah. And I wonder
1: if like you're in relationship and he knows that quality time is so important to me. And so he's been working on trying to show that to me that he also kind of like morphed into recognizing that that was important to him. So it makes it a lot easier when your partner has the same top love language, but that wasn't always the case for us. So it's just interesting to think how did we get there and, yeah. and what was the reasoning behind so, that?
0: So the point there is if you've done this exercise and it was years ago. Do it again. Yes. Yeah.
1: I think it'd be cool to do this every year.
0: Oh yeah. Because it yeah.
1: definitely changes and shifts as you evolve as a human, for sure.
0: Yeah. And the last quick takeaway is uh, takeaway tick takeaway tick <laughs> is <laughs> is uh, the power of tradition and family. Oh yeah. So it's one of the, the
1: rooted this yeah, goes with rooted.
0: Yes. One of the couples there they're our age, but they had children very young. They have four kids, so their oldest I think is twenty two, and their youngest is fourteen. And their kids want to come home and they want to be part of the family. And one of the things that's so important is tradition, not just like, hey, we're going to Disney once a year or we're going to the, the, the lake house we go to every year in this big tradition. But like the little traditions at home that you have, mm-hmm. that you've created, that makes memories. And one of them that we're actually going to incorporate, as, as strange as this may sound, is um, moving forward, we're going to do the Day of the Dead. Uh, and celebrate that here to really pay homage to our ancestors and have the pictures up of, you know, our grandparents and great grandparents Mm -hmm. and bring both sides of the family together and have this traditional party at our house where we honor those that came before us. But it also is creating tradition that our kids are going to remember and want to come home to, Oh, we got to make sure that we're home in November for that day of the dead party with, with our parents, you know, Mm -hmm. and creating those memories that then, you know, keep the glue between, you know, you and your kids.
1: Yeah. That was something that we put on there. What are these traditions that we're not doing already? Cause a lot of them stem around holidays, mm-hmm. but we were looking at um, Halloween recently, which is my least favorite holiday of all. Um, and I was like, I really love the idea of the day of the dead, which is November 2nd. So the kids were excited. They've seen the movie Coco, which mm-hmm. is something yeah. that kind of helped inspire it. But. You know, we're big on legacy and um, I want more than anything for our parents to be able to tell the stories of their childhood and their memories of their parents and their grandparents because it's through those stories. It's the only way that you can learn about your ancestors. It's really through like word of mouth and if you don't create a platform or an opportunity for those stories to be shared, I really don't think that it happens organically. So our goal is to put our parents in the hot seat. and. <laughs> make them talk about their grandparents so that our kids can then learn those stories and then pass it on like almost like a folklore type yeah, um, experience.
0: Exactly. And I think it will impact our parents too, because then our parents are like, all right, if this tradition continues, how am I going to be remembered? And mm-hmm. what are the stories that are going to be told about me? And one day, you know, my picture will be up there and people are going to just take this little time to, to have these discussions. Yeah. So, which is so neat.
1: long story long. This one went a little bit longer, but it was a a weekend filled with fun and reflection and activities. But um, overall, just giving yourselves opportunities with your partner um, or your loved ones to just create and carve out a quality time since we're doing love languages mm. in an atmosphere where you can really get clear on where you want to go. If you don't have a vision of it, doesn't have to be a jam board or a vision board, but if you don't have a dialogue about what you want to accomplish in a year, the year goes by so fast and it comes to the end and you're like, wow. Okay. So having a path or like a um, visual of, of what that end game is for you in 2024 and beyond, it is a secret Power tool that I don't think a lot of people tap into. And I promise you, you won't be disappointed in the outcomes if you do. Yeah.
0: Well said. All right. Until next week, guys. Take, take, care. take care. We are all for adventure. We are all.